Hey everybody, Ben Tringo here. Welcome back to another episode of the Human Source Codex. Today, Kelly and I discuss uh, quite an unusual topic, or uh, at least the title, which is called The Gifts of Depression. Now, this is um, going to cause some kind of, maybe cause some bit of backlash, especially if you have been struggling with depression or someone you know, someone close. But just to kind of pre-frame this, this topic a little bit, you know, if you go to a doctor or someone that's in the field of uh, traditional medicine, then they're going to label and, and look at depression as in a chemical imbalance. And although this is true, well, what was the precursor to get this chemical imbalance in the first place? And through my research and experience, as well as Kelly's, it's actually the perception of comparing your current reality to a way that you would prefer it to be. So we call it a fantasy. You're, you're, you're comparing your current reality to a fantasy, to something that you'd rather it to be. So therefore, you cannot be grateful for your current uh, present situation and the more you're trying to compare your current reality to how you'd prefer it to be you're going to keep attracting these fears and this nightmare and this massive polarity in your body as feedback to show you that you're out of balance so i'll leave it there we'll cue the theme song and we'll get into this topic so the big question is this how do truth-seeking entrepreneurs like us sift through the gurus and teachers that persuade us through hype by promoting half-truths how do we as inspired individuals raise our awareness so we can access ever greater levels of achievement and fulfillment? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Ben Trengrove and welcome to the Human Source Codex with co-host Kelly Stewart. One of, one of the biggest things that we hear about depression is that it's, it's something that is not really openly talked about a lot, right? And that people feel shame or guilt from in their perceptions of actually feeling depressed or, or sad or, you know, having despair or what are the, what are the other words that you may actually uh, label with depression? Because depression is an overall label, right, of many different traits that people express uh, underneath that one umbrella. So it's made up, it's a, it's made up of a subset of traits, right? Depression is, is a multi, multiple of things. And it's not just one thing that makes depression, it's many things, right? So I wanted just to bring into the light the gifts that depression actually do bring to humanity because you hear me say quite a lot in my teachings is that um, if Mother Nature hadn't given us the form of expressions that we have available to us in emotions and or traits, then they would not be here for us to use, right? So we have to ask the question, you know, what is the purpose of these emotions or these trade expressions for us while we're humans living in our existential form? And who or what actually decided that this is undesirable to actually have, right? So, you know, that's why I asked, myself lots of quality questions not just to be indoctrinated through the beliefs of others of what is being projected upon me and believing that that is a full truth like I want to start with a lot of self-inquiry and, and questions that are actually going to give me um, you know answers to both sides of everything and again you'll hear me say that all truths are half truths so this is what 
I would love to be able to bring to people to understand is around like the gifts of depression. So if you think of a time that you were actually like feeling down or, you know, had a lack of energy, some disparity going on, maybe some apathy, what is it that it was actually attached to? What is your perception of it? And what did it actually give you? What did those feelings of emotions actually bring to your life? So I was watching a, a video around um, breath work today on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this kind of relates to, because you said like who or where does this come from or, or that it's right or wrong. Now he was talking about obviously when, um, you know, because we've got different layers of the brain, we'll call it the animal mind or lizard mind, however you want to call it, the fear response, you know, and the adrenal glands kick in to fight or flight, right? Now, this is a, a feeling with it we have within this body, right? So it shows up in our physiology and it's this adrenaline rush that we then, I guess we can, we can label it, but it's usually been associated with fear. So with the feeling of depression, they're actually similar feelings. Like, like you said, depression can show up in the form of uh, an accumulation. Well, I don't know what you call it, accumulation of um, stress and anxiety. And like I say, my version is, indoctrination is the, the comparison of a reality to your to a fantasy that you'd rather it be so if we're playing on that who or where did it come from is it not as simple as the feeling that we do not like when we're in this feeling of depression therefore we label it or do you think it's 50 50 well I, I, first of all it is is that we give it a label <clears throat> and that label has a connotation to it Uh, in terms of the ratio of our perception that's attached to it. Now, all depressions are really just uh, that we have created a fantasy in our mind to something that we we want or we perceive we don't have, which is creating the nightmare within us, which I could also call depression, right, is a nightmare that's occurring uh, within us in some form. And, but again, society has actually labeled the term nightmare as bad, but, you know, I, I want to beg to differ. Right? Yeah, it's, it is an incomplete awareness. And, and to bring the gifts into these, you know, what we call negative polarities and what, how they are of service to us as humans is really quite important to our evolutionary growth. And bringing in awareness just to have the consciousness, just to look at and ask the simple questions, you know, we just use the label of depression. What is the gift of depression? And, you know, some of the things is that uh, it increases your depth of awareness when you're in depression because it helps you to actually like take time and stand still and be present within your physical body. So it actually causes you to expand many different aspects of, of being present to what's actually occurring around you right now. It brings you to a sense of groundedness. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a, a memory that pops up in my mind as you're explaining this. And um, I can't pinpoint where I got this from, but it was in the form of when people feel, because we talk to a lot of entrepreneurs, when we feel like we're in this state of we're succeeding or success, mm-hmm. we start to, Depurpose, and as we're on our way down or heading down, we are repurposing. And I've experienced this this many times, and it's almost it's no different to elation and and let's just call um, repurposing depression. 
because anytime that I have, um, you know, taken a hit on a contract or, or financially or whatever it happens to be, I'm going down this hill of repurposing and really asking questions, more meaningful questions to myself of, you know, what am I doing? Why am I here? You know, what is this about? You know, what meaning do I give this? But when we are um, depurposing, because when we're thinking that we're succeeding or successful, we often quite, well, I find that I don't, I don't offer myself, I don't ask myself these deep, meaningful questions. I'm just playing in this elation of, this feels good and I'm, you know, a little that narcissism comes up. So my version of the depression or depurposing, another word for it, is yes, you are you do go into some heavy reflection where you don't usually get the chance to ask you these deeper, more meaningful questions. So that's a bit my take on it. Perfect. I mean, yeah, I love the the words depurposing or repurposing or <clears throat> decapitulation um, or form as well you know because what goes up must come down you know that is a universal law sort of gravity right so we cannot deny that so why would we deny the fact that what goes up must come down with the inside of us because it's it's a construct that that is universal in nature and if we're trying to deny what nature is i think is is really ridiculous because we can't right it's simple physics that is universally constructed you know, not from us, you know, from outside of us, something that we don't have any control over. It is the, the, the form of existentialism in terms of physics, really, if you break it down into parts. But, you know, not to digress into my tendency to go off into paradox or to become a little too scientific or metaphysical, is that if we go back to what are the gifts of that depression actually do bring to humanity is, you know, it's, it, it does, when you think about it from a, a physiological perspective, what does it actually give you? What does it, what does it actually bring to you when you are in the feelings of depression? Uh, is increased sensitivity, you know? So it brings you home to your body that you, you become connected to the emotional aspects within you or the energy of emotion that's running through you. And it's a feeling and a feeling of discomfort that the majority of people want to run away from or avoid or, or to be able to, you know, move it on or avoid it. But, you know, it's something that we can't do. Mm-hmm. But when we become present to that, there's there's so much beauty that that happens within it and it also can actually bring um the awarenesses of your limitations of your perceptions but also your feeling body as well if you're conscious enough to that and i can only go into like my direct experiences of when i have actually felt deep depression and as a human being I have and will continue to do that because it's part of our life. And even being a mentor or consultant or teacher, I'm not going to deny the fact that as a human, I'm not going to have depression because I am some guru or something that teaches human behavior to avoid that stuff. No, no, fuck that. You know, like I'm here to deliver the full truths of, of life and us as human beings. Yeah, and this is what we mentioned yesterday when on the podcast discussing people that we look up to and not seeing the other side. So, you know, great that mm-hmm. 
you can at least be authentic and show up and say that because it is true. We cannot get rid of one side. And just when you said before, because some people may not be able to really put their finger on this is just the actual sentence of the gifts of depression is already associating gift of meaning pleasurable. So someone that's in my view anyway, so someone that's going like, well, I'm really suffering in my depression. Like how the fuck can you say that this is a gift or pleasurable? I guess it's more to the sense now, once you hear this is to think like, could it be another way? Could like, or even having the questions, love asking myself questions is how is this serving me? Now I know you asked this with a client or someone another time and they got quite challenged They're like, you know, how do you kind of ask me this? Mm-hmm. but perhaps that's, perhaps they won't look for the answer then, but it's at least planted the seed. And I think even this conversation could be planting the seed to maybe even explore through the intuition on, okay, how is this, how, how is this serving me? And just as I kind of continue on this, when I was a teenager and suffering a lot, well, I call it suffering a lot through bullying and struggling with girls and all this other stuff that it's easier to look back on something, right? So I'm just kind of playing this out in my head. If you look back on a time in your life where you felt depressed, you could probably go back into that memory now and found how that depression served you. So for mm-hmm. meaning me, you know, let's go back. What was I doing instead? Was I playing PlayStation and gaming? Was I pouring myself into exercise and fitness, right? So how did it serve me? And when, because I'm no, I'm no longer emotionally attached, I can more easily go into a memory of when I was down or depressed and see how it could serve me. However, when you're in it, and if someone was listening to this now and depressed, they're emotionally attached, they won't want to see how it is serving them. So I encourage you, if you're listening, to go back to a memory where you're no longer attached to, say, emotionally, but you can maybe see where the, uh, the other side played up or how it served you this makes sense yeah it's simplified is is that um what's the 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 feeling or the emotion of depression actually giving you what's it what's actually bringing to your life right and we can use the words like has it been of service to you but just you know that's another way of saying it but what's it actually giving you and if you are feeling depressed at the moment like just just ask yourself that question what's it actually giving me and be present to what your intuition actually does reveal to you without giving any form of judgment and not actually justifying it with, well, I should be this way or should be that way. Anytime we're shooting on ourselves, we have injections from outside authorities that we are wanting to actually bring into our lives. Now, this is also, too, if we want to we wanna look at the cause of depression, because everything has a cause and effect, right? Just as we're ever related, there is also a cause to that, which will also have a polarity effect to it as well. Now, the, the cause of depression is really comparing yourself to uh, how you wish your life would be uh, not right now, right? But let me ask you the question. was like, how is your life right now? actually a benefit or service to you how is your life right now helping you what's it actually giving to you your life right now what's it actually giving to you and if you find yourself coming into well you know it's not giving me anything 
then you're, you're not actually answering the question. You're actually denying the question. You're denying yourself the opportunity to look for the gifts of depression and what it does actually do bring, does bring to you. Right. Yeah. Um, and, the, and this is, there's so many aspects of this that we can actually take and really bring, bring the, the light into the darkness. Right. And a lot of people would call, um, depression darkness or the black dog or the, the the black the dark night of the soul and i can guarantee you that every single person on this planet has had a dark night of the soul and will continue to have a dark night of the soul that it, it, this is existentialism is that we cannot deny the darkness and we cannot deny the light those two things are in actuality actually entangled with each other and when we, when we can endure the darkness and we, and we must as humans, then we can actually evolve in terms of our consciousness. And, yeah. you know, this is, this is the thing. If you are trying to get rid of the darkness and just step into the light consecutively and continue, continuously, you're actually denying the own aspects of your own soul, right? And I personally cannot live without my soul. Yeah, you mentioned a, a few great things there. And expanding on, you know, this continually goes back to our mission together and what we're inspired to do, you know, you know, raising individual consciousness, awareness, you know, governing the mind, governing your body, be able to have the governance to create your life that you want. That first it come, needs to come in the form of an awareness of consciousness that there is another side to depression. Only then can you give it a different meaning of an empowerment Right. But before that, you know, you might have some people being like, well, hold on a minute. I've been diagnosed as clinically depressed, right. Through a doctor, right. My chemistry has been shown that it's been brought out of balance. So I think you'd be able to maybe speak to this perhaps uh, in a different way or maybe better way than I can. So remembering that doctors only typically or, or a, a traditional doctor study, studies one vertical. What do you say to people that feel like, that they have been clinically diagnosed as depressed. Therefore, that's the story and that's the why they choose to, as, as the evidence that they are, that it is something. Well, like you say, Ben, it's a story that you choose to actually be in without actually looking for ownership within yourself, looking for an outside source to actually affirm or reconfirm uh, the perception of the label that you are living under and you're not looking for the, the other side that's within it. And, you know, this is the thing with traditional med medicine is um, most doctors are prescribers and that's, you know, there's a pill for every ill, but they don't really go into the depth of like the, the, in terms of, in terms of our mind and our, psyche and the core drivers of these particular things you know um they don't particularly go in and, and look at for you know the originating root causes but they don't even want to look at that there is gifts to depression right how it is actually serving humanity now i could go off in in many different aspects around around why that they that this is the the traditional thought form and the way that people are being treated within it. There is no denial that what does happen in the brain is 
when you do go into a state of depression, there is a polarization in terms of your neurochemistry. And if you don't have the conscious awareness of what's actually occurring, that it will go outside a ratio of perception and maybe head towards, you know, pure disassociation. And um, that's where somebody is continually asking, I call them polarizing questions to themselves or justifications of what's happening or they continue the story of um, why is this happening to me? You know, like they're asking those questions, which is the victim mentality. So the victim mentality has a vibration and frequency that will myelinate the mind or the, and the body further down into the, the ratios of, you know, uh, consciousness. And it takes us deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into, you know, the reptilian part of our brain or the, 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 uh, lower minded aspect, right? Preservation. And yeah, so it's sort of self-preservation, but it's also self-deflation that's occurring. And um, because of, of the, the catalytic approach of, of the self-perpetuating stories that people tell themselves, right? And then also having belief systems that are injected that, oh, well, I must be experiencing this because I have this label. Instead of flipping it on its head and, and looking at exactly what I'm saying, what are the gifts of depression? Yeah. And it's, it's not living within the label and the connotation that depression is actually bad or it's, um, you know, it's some form of disease. I would actually say that when we get into depression, it is, as I have said before, is that if Mother Nature did not want us to experience the levels of depression, it would not be available to us as humans. So what is the purpose of it? How is it, how is it helping me? How is it a benefit of service to me? What is it actually giving me? And when we start asking those questions, we start actualizing our internal sense of self and we take ownership of ourself and then we become fully sovereign in our own being, then our narrative changes. And when the narrative changes, then we, we actually start to become uh, more expansive in our consciousness and therefore we grow, uh, grow and evolve uh, within a species as ourselves, you know, as humans. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Mm. I love that. You said before, um, Kelly, depression, or at least in your form, my form, whoever's form is the comparison of our reality to a way of life, or we call it a fantasy of how we would prefer it to be. Yeah. Now, so, you know, regardless of rightly or wrongly, whether that's accurate or not, I want to kind of encourage people now to kind of think if that's challenging them, really think about the times that you do actually have these feelings of depression. And if I look back on my life, it's when anything happened that I did not really like, and I was really attached to. So let's call it loss of money. Do not get accepted into a, um, a sports team, um, a, a relationship that I got, that I broke up with and I was infatuated with the girl, um, a loss of a friendship I was infatuated with a loss of a mentor that I was infatuated with. If you really go mm -hmm. back and this is challenging you and you look at what was the event that really triggered this depression, it will often always be a comparison to how you would have preferred it to be. Therefore you've compared yeah. it to a fantasy. So yeah, totally. 
that's, that's powerful to really go back and look at that. And I, guess and I guess some people would some people would be sitting in the question, well, yeah, I wanted it to be that way, and that was fucked up because that didn't happen, right? So you know, why why couldn't it be that way? Well, ask that question. How did how did it help me that it, it didn't turn out for me that way? What did it actually give me in that yeah. form? This is flipping your your perceptions and the way that you want to ask yourself questions to it. Um, what did it actually bring to my life that I got rejected, that my boyfriend left me, that, you know, I didn't get accepted to his team, that I lost, you know, a million dollars. How did it help me? Yeah. And, and the flip side, well, not the flip side, the other question to that, that I love to now answer is, and I quite often go to it as my first question is, and, you, and I think, I think you said the other day, well, Ben, yeah, you love going to the finite and perhaps I'll evolve through that but as like, how would I have preferred it to be? And I write that memory down. I would prefer it to be like this. And then I go into the finite level of, well, what are the drawbacks if I had had it the way that I wanted to have it, right? So I go into really specific detail. And um, because I go into and specific so, I can have the visual. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it does, it brings it conscious to you what the drawbacks are. I can hear people already saying, but yeah, hang on a minute. But, you know, if I wanted, wanted it to be this way and I... And, and I want my life to look like that. But what are, there is no drawbacks to it because that's what I want. That's what I'm moving towards. That's, that's still fantasy-based um, levels okay. of unreality. Yeah. And so, you know. It's also attachment though, Well, it is. It is, it is attachment to a one-sided life. And really, is life one-sided? No. Are we, can we be happy all the time? No. Can we be sad all the time? No. The answer is that we're going to have moments of both, right? And that's reality. So why wouldn't it be any different if we're actually, you know, like planning a, a future in something that we want, that we're not going to have the opposite effect actually happen in that very thing that we're planning. So wisdom yeah. is to actually look for those, uh, you know, we call them perceived drawbacks in the future of what could happen and bring them conscious right now so that you can see them with, um, you know, I call it pure consciousness or full consciousness of, of both sides, actually, and bringing that into your awareness. And then what happens is that you reduce the emotionality within your physiology. You become more vibrant and your frequency of vibration actually rises and uh, you actually stand off disease, etc. Da 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 da. Right. The purpose of disease is just to bring you back into alignment that you have not integrated, like the pairs of opposites that are occurring in your life. They're just feedback mechanisms that you have imbalanced perceptions. You have imbalanced thoughts, and you have imbalanced processes. You have uh, attachments to fantasies without seeing the, the the nightmares. That those two things are integrated, never going to be separated in time or space. And wisdom is to actually see them together. Hundred mm. percent. Mm, you said that so well, mm. and 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 even touching on that, that then links, that then links into you said a pure, a pure consciousness of, um, in that form. But you know, also having foresight then, and this when it links into our, I think it's the second or third weekend of our, you know, Inception Masterclass series. That when we start talking around entrepreneurship and business, and the other day we mentioned that business is the, the two components, at least of um, mechanistic and vitalistic, right? Mm -hmm. I pronounce that right. And the form mm -hmm. that 
when we have this entrepreneurship or this business self-employment and we have this vision on what we want to create if we cannot have this vision that's come from an authentic inspired place and out of a fantasy then we're going to be driven and require motivation to achieve the, the the end result or whatever we're wanting in this vision right which is going to come which is going to create the, the nightmare because you have a fantasy on you think what this business is going to give you and this was why where i was for a very long period of time so mm-hmm. it's only as i'm going through my own journey now of bringing the humble the, the more the service aspect to it because i had a good chunk of narcissism in it on like i'm going to get this 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 and this um did i kind of see the other side so this this is all integrated into business relationships yourself it's just it's all interconnected so so it's wise to really explore and master this area yeah yeah i it's it, if you look at the the let's just say the who would you say is one of the um wisest businessmen or businesses that are actually on the planet today one of the wisest Businessmen or women or the wisest businesses that's actually sustainable and actualized at the moment. Um, I want to say, for whatever reason, I want to say Jeff Bezos. Okay, with Amazon. Right. So um, would it be fair to say that, you know, his business actually grew so many percent during such a big challenge right mm-hmm. yeah so right. through through corona and through chaos his business actually grew i don't know how many percent but now he's a trillionaire of some form if we're equating success to money which most people do so if we look at that if he had have actually sat in the process of depression oh my god the the coronavirus is going to cripple me and um, became a victim to the coronavirus, do you think that he would have grown his business to a thousand percent? Or, you know, a trillionaire, whatever it is. <clears throat> no. Yeah. So potentially he looked at um, the opportunities that were happening within a chaotic component and was able to capitalize on it. Now, people might say that that's wrong and he should have done it, but he was, had the ability to actually see through the chaos and to be able to. Uh, see how he could actually capitalize on on a component of that. Now, there's one other part that the majority of most businesses that achieve, I, I use the word achievement, it, uh, you can say the word success, is because they look at both sides, right? And they look at what are the, the potential threats and what are the potential weaknesses, and they see them side by side. So they're emotionally prepared, so they're emotionally resilient, if the shit hits the fan, they're like, oh, yeah, I already know what to do with that, right? Or, yeah, um, that's that level yeah. of foresight and planning governance. Right? I think, I can't remember who I heard it from, but in not choosing size, but when old the Trump, Trumpinator used mm-hmm. to be not in his presidency, <laughs> would often have these conversations to his team when building these new builds, you know, go and tell me everything that could go wrong. Exactly. Or could come up, right? So you're exactly. prepared for it. And, and building a business is no different. Exactly. No different. Right. And building your life is no different, right? Yeah. In building your family life, in building your social life, in building your spiritual life, your physical life, 
is no different, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's being able to see the, the polarities side by side, right? The yeah. everything that could go wrong with everything that you're striving for. Yeah. But as, as you even kind of explained that, and for whatever reason, I always come back to saying it's an art, it's an art, that everything is no different. However, that's why I, and, and say Kelly, have wanted so much to really have a lot of thought behind how we have built out these, this the seminar and these series, because there's no way that we can serve and help an entrepreneur at a certain level have, and have that as weekend one if they aren't already consciously aware to certain governing principles over their mind and over the world and over, over the globe, whatever, humanity, whatever you want to call it, because that is the foundation, no different to the foundation of a house. So it's not as simple as saying we teach mindset. It goes so many, many different layers down than just oh, it's mindset, right? Well, so it's, it's, it is, you know, like people want to give it a label. Like we just talked about depression is a label, but it has a subset of so many different components that actually create that just as, as what we are creating in the human source codex, right? So the codex is almost like the, the eternal book of being able to activate the source within your humanity. And there's so many different components that actually go within that and outside of that. And we want yeah. to be able to, bring you that awareness and that knowledge and also the direct experiences of uh, having these full integrations to transcend your life. Yeah. And it's, it is, as I feel my energy rising, it's, it's awesome because loving philosophy naturally myself and history, it's that, like you said, there's so many sub components is because in that first weekend, we'll, you know, kind of do our best. I think you intuitively know better not to how to, Put a hose to someone's face but going into <laughs> stoicism so you know the the philosophy around plato and aristotle that field and then it's the eastern so it's the vedic yeah. construct and then it's chakras and your energy and like it's like neuroscience and human behavior it's just you know people are certainly going to be an ontology ontology epistemology axiology teleology yeah. sociology philosophy Scientology, we well, say Scientology, but science and yeah. physics, metaphysics and, and exactly. uh, astrology and all theologies. Let's just say all theologies you can possibly yeah. imagine. Yeah, and, and they all need unpacking in certain orders to be able to give people either, you know, a certain awarenesses. And, yeah, people will go away sometimes here and there a little bit confused. But, again, if people went away with, oh, that makes sense, well, they're not going that's not going to make any shift. It's through the confusion and then through enlightenment or through understanding or this gnosis of knowledge and then experience where people, you'll actually start to shift and experience a different kind of life. So now that was pretty cool to share. So on, on as we cool, kind of yeah. wrap up the gifts of depression, is there anything that you want to kind of finish with on that? Just ask yourself if you are feeling uh, depressed, down, despair, uh, low, sad, whatever words that you want to actually give to it that depression means for you, just ask that simple question. You know, what is it actually giving me in this moment that I'm having this experience in the yeah. expression of as it is? Yeah. And, and for mindset. those that are a little, little bit like myself, I, um, I certainly don't prefer to kind of sit there and contemplate. I love to jump on my 
scooter into a car, drive, maybe music, no music, and let that question play out. Or even when I was back in New Zealand, used to love walking around the park and let questions play out. I don't know what it is about doing something passively and leaving that play out, but um, it's another way as well if you struggle to sit there and meditate on it. Absolutely. You know, Aristotle used to do that as well, walking meditations. And okay. it's, it's beautiful however, however you choose to actually, you know, ask yourself that question. I don't care if you're standing on your head doing yoga in a corner. It's, it's totally up to you in your full yeah, yeah. expression of who you are. Exactly. <laughs> hey, everybody, this is Kelly. Really quickly, I just wanted to invite you to join our web class at inceptionmasterclass.com. Ben and I have found through our own journeys of self-mastery the intrinsic hunger that we all have deep inside of us to be more, to do more, have more and give more. We believe everybody is one paradigm away from something. Some of you guys are one paradigm away from discovering exactly what your purpose here on earth is. Some of you are one paradigm away from that deeply fulfilling intimate relationship. Some of you are one paradigm away from that level of health and physique that you desire. Some of you are one paradigm away from giving your bank account a massive boost. So we put together this in-depth web class together as an insight into our signature program, the Inception Masterclass series. That has been responsible for dozens of individuals in raising their levels of success in all seven areas of life. This web class is going to help you understand the philosophy, strategy, the implementation tactics, and the full truth. That's it, the full truth behind what is needed for you to obtain ever greater levels of achievement and intelligence. So what I recommend you do right now, stop everything, pause this audio, go online and go to inceptionmasterclass.com. That's inceptionmasterclass.com and join the next live web class with Ben and I. There's a web class starting in the next few days, so go and sign up right now, inceptionmasterclass.com.